Char, you awake. <clears throat> You've been sort of disoriented. The last hour or two has been, well, it's been strange. When you came out of that ball of fire that this figure, this devil, this molten devil uh, took you with him into, uh, he dropped you into a pit. Not just like a like an empty pit, but rather one that is sort of waist deep in lava. Uh, he dropped you into one, and there is a large stone grate that was slid over top of it, uh, like a prison. Uh, you, the grate is high up enough that you can reach it, but you are waist deep in molten lava. So I start. I grab the grate mm -hmm. and start doing pull-ups okay. like Eero. Okay. I'll get swole and break out of here. You know, when you sort of are dropped into that for a moment, it's like, holy crap, you know? Because I have a feeling Char's never been in molten lava. Uh, he's been in fondue. He's taken fondue baths. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. But never molten lava. Right. Some time passes and you adjust. You're not comfortable, but you're not in pain you know not not in like the sort of miserable searing death pain that would last for a few moments before you die if your body was dropped you know waist level into some lava as you like melted that doesn't happen you are sort of one with the lava one with the magma and you are uncomfortable uh, it, it is sort of a nagging heat it's like it's just almost too much for you to bear but it's not you can deal I do like what you do whenever you get into a pool and just kind of ease yourself in. Mm -hmm. I ease myself lower and lower until I finally just dunk my head. Yeah. I start blowing bubbles. And oh, dear God. After some time, uh, when you think, well, maybe they're just going to leave me down here, that figure, that devil, he returns with one arm reaching down and pulling this enormous stone grate off. And you realize, hey, this dude, he's, he's, he's stout. He is strong. Mm, getting those gains, bro. Come forward, my child. I step forward. You can kind of climb your way out of this little pit. You're in this large black stone cavern that looks like it's been sort of melted uh, this way. And it's very empty except for a series of these lava pits that are sort of bubbling and boiling. And in the center, there is a large black obsidian throne that seems to be taking on the theme of melting. It looks like it is, it looks like it was frozen mid-drip. You know what I'm saying? Like it was melting and then it just stopped halfway through. It's like Meltman. Yeah, a lot like Meltman. The molten devil sort of walks over, leaning back, crosses a leg over his knee and says, Welcome home, my son. Daddy. Well, I am not truly your father, but I am your king. You should bow the knee. Why? Are you not of the element of the melting circle? I'm learning this recently. It would appear that one of our children, one of the elementals, has fused itself to you. Why? How did it do that? I don't know. I was hoping perhaps you could tell me. Have you ever been to the Hells before that you know of? Not that I know of. 
Have you tried to open a door to the Hells before? Not successfully. How do you mean, not successfully? Well, there's a lot that goes into opening a door to the Hells, you know. You need a tiefling, prince, you need to stab him and you get in. So there were a lot of things that I was like, well, where do I get one of those? So I tried everything, tried modifying it, trying to see if I could stab other things. And did any of those experiments go terribly wrong? Not terribly, it's just a lot of stabs. <sighs> I'm just picturing Char just killing a lot of people. No, 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 it was mostly animals. Okay. At some point, you have brushed up against this plane. That's rude. And when you did, it would appear that one of the elemental spirits joined itself to yours. When did you first notice these changes of fire? Well, I was 13 in middle school and... Oh, dear gods. No, not this. <laughs> Never this. That's not the same thing. The flames. <laughs> Oh, 20 years back, give or take. I don't suppose it really matters. It is simple. You are a child of the melting circle. Me or just the thing that attached to me? There are no lines separating the two of you now. You are one. But were we different too? Once, but no longer. Now, the spirit of the element is simply a part of your being. But is it like componentized, like separate compartmentalized? No. No, it is not. And now that you have come to this place, you will never again be as you once were. How was I? I assume pallid-fleshed. Yeah. I didn't spend a lot of time in the sun. You've been blessed now with the charred skin that now graces your form. But my name's Char. Is that a coincidence? Was I chosen for this? Not by me, but regardless, none of that matters anymore. As you may have noticed, things have changed here. There is a new liege, a new lord over the Nine Hells. One who will not be denied. As you can see, our kingdom has bowed the knee. And he uh, motions to the swirling symbol on his forehead. The once great and mighty King Serastus, who you have met, is now nothing more than a mouthpiece for this fell god. Yeah, seems... Hearing the tieflings talk about him, he didn't quite, wasn't what I expected, you know? No, but perhaps he is a bit more palatable now. And he gives a little smirk. If he was anything like Saul before, then yeah. Ah, so you're acquainted with Satsaris. I mean, yeah, that's, that's how I got here. Stabbed him. Real good. Really? You killed him? I stabbed him. He didn't get dead, apparently. Ah, uh, yes. He has a way of creeping back up that whelp. You can definitely tell there's some bad blood uh, between this guy and Sotsaris. Baby, now we got bad blood. 
I am Du Fun Rey, King of the Melting Circle. And you are now a part of this place. You will lead us to Sutsaris. Why? Why? Did you not plainly say that you do not want to be destroyed? Oh, uh, that's... that's fair. As your king in the hells, I have bowed to the Forsaken, for it is going to wash over the remaining rebels. And you have seen the Burning Circle, yes? Us, uh, yeah. That is what happens to a kingdom, arguably the greatest kingdom in all of the hells, when its king and its tenants refuse to bow the knee. And so we have bowed. We will serve this forsaken god. Y'all have fun with that. You are not going to serve with us. Nope, uh, serving's not really my bag. So what do you propose? Death, then? I mean, no, I'd rather not that. Why don't we just call it even? I, I go my way, you go yours, and we'll pretend that, you know, we never even knew each other. He does chuckle. <laughs> I see you have retained a sort of sick sense of humor. I mean, yeah. Chargensis, let me make this clear. You will either aid us in our goals or be destroyed. What do you have to offer your kings? Uh, I don't have a lot to offer, just to be honest. I mean, look at your splendor. You're, you can do much better than me. Of course, but I'm not asking for your strength. I'm asking for your intelligence. I don't have a lot of that either. Your wisdom. Tell me, what do you, what, what, what is your wisdom, what is your wisdom, what wisdom, plus can, three, what wisdom can you offer me? Well, ruling, it's not worth it. Abdicate, be like me, do what you want. Where did your friends go? I genuinely do not know that. But you can feel it, can't you? You can sense them, can't you? I make a perception check. Do it. It's actually not that great, though. It's an 11. So when he says that, at first you're like, what? I don't sense anything. But you do feel a sort of, you feel a connection. And you realize now it's something that's been sort of there without you realizing it for a while now. And you would believe that it is the thread that ties you to Satsaris, this blood contract. His blood is tied to your blood. And you can sense him you don't know where he is you don't have a vision of where he is but you know that you are in some way connected and that if you were to just start walking you could eventually find him can i trigger the pain from here <laughs> no oh uh oh wow yeah i guess the power was inside me all along <laughs> it would seem that your blood is tied to one of your companions well, if you want a little vial, I can give you some. No, I don't. I'll make more. I don't want that. I want you to take me. I've, I've already cut myself. Oh, no. Come, please. I throw it at him. 
This is not what I'm asking for. Listen to me. You are insufferable. Yes. I want you to take me to them. Why? We are going to bring them to their knees. They will bow or they will die. The same as you. Mm. But you will take me to them, right? I will send you and we will follow. Hmm. Well, sounds like we have a mutual goal. Yes. I want to get to them. You want to get to them. So send me to them, and then we'll get there. You hear a shriek and a crawling down from the ceiling, uh, and you assume it's been there the whole time. You just didn't know. The headless, shadowy, inky creature crawls down, the same type that you all fought and almost died from. Uh, It just sort of comes leaping and bounding down the wall and approaches Dufonray, and he says... I will show you a little trick, one that our kind can employ. It is a means of travel. It is the same that I used to bring you here. Okay. You will use it to travel to Satsaris and your compatriots. Okay. This creature will follow. And it sort of walks up really close to you. I back up. Personal space, bro. Once we have taken them, we will collect you as well. Ah, uh, yeah. That's... Don't like that. How about you let me go instead? We will further discuss it when you return. Mm, uh, how about you let me go? You can have them. He reaches out, he takes your arm. He uh, takes his hand and places it on your forearm, the inside of your forearm. He kind of like pulls back your robe a little bit. And you feel a burning sensation, and you look down, and there is a mark burned into your forearm, like a little, like a brand, honestly. It looks like a brand. This will allow you to travel through the flames. Any flame or specific ones? Specific flames, the ones that you will conjure. Now do as I do. He shows you a sort of gesture that summons a flame, and you feel it sort of rising up from within you. And there is a small fireball, like, floating in front of you. I eat it. (laughs) You go to eat it, and he's like, no, no, stop. There'll be time for that later. Place your mark upon the flame. I place my mark upon the flame. Uh, And wait. He grabs your arm. You told me to do do that. (sighs) Just listen. You are. We will talk soon. You will place your mark upon the flame and I it will it. T- take stop goodness the thing behind you like growls impatiently okay okay I'll, I'll wait follow the thread of your blood to your companions imagine them and the connection will lead you there typically you can only use this to travel where you have been but I believe this connection will lead you right to them They, he says, kind of glancing at the beast, will be right behind you. That thing sort of purrs again. Uh, okay. So I put my symbol on the thing, but then I think about the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. Oh, dear God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you got me. (laughs) I was not expecting that. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's the it's the stay puff it's the stay puff marshmallow. Go ahead, do do it for realsies. 
So I place my hand on the thing uh, with the wrist assemble thing, and I th- try to think about somewhere else. And my hope is that I can port there, then port somewhere else really quick. But then my I just can't stop thinking about the blood. Yeah, you feel it sort of almost like boiling inside of you. This this connection, this uh, this deep magic that has tied you to this tiefling uh, and for the first time you sort of feel you sort of feel trapped by it and then the flame expands in a moment around you and then closes in and you are gone and there in the cavern stands the king Dufonray and the creature of shadow leaps into the darkness behind you This is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> with each other. I'm calling it an improvement, a vast improvement. You're welcome. Okay, I can deal with that. Amazing. Hello, everyone. Darkness, my old friend. And welcome to Make Believe Heroes. Heroes. An actual play. Fifth edition. Dungeons and Dragons. Adventure for everyone, for all ages. I am your dungeon master and friend. My name is... Felicia. (laughs) Paul. Judge Judy. No, not again. And today, I'm joined again... By some friends of mine. Hey guys, this is Jeremy, and I play Sutsaurus. I'm Jeffrey, and I play Sir Vance Off the Wall. There it is. I'm Felicia, and I play Misk. And once again, Alan is in the ether. Ooh. Floating somewhere, somewhere. Where is he? Well, you guys probably know, but our players don't. <laughs> That's not funny. That's not cool. Mm-mm. We're going to get back into some Dungeons and Dragons revisit some topics that were introduced in the last episode. Some important things are going on. There seem to be some questions. Okay, I, I already rolled. Oh, did you? I got an 18. Okay. A 16, a 15, two 19s, and a 20. Natural 20. And a 3. Oh, man, that's those are really good numbers. Oh, yeah, They're worthless, but they're good He's numbers. He's gonna roll like negative 1s the rest of the night. It's time for a Patreon shout-out. Coming at you fast. This is a shout out. Shout out to one of our patrons. This patron, one Sharia Lalu. Never heard of her. Super Sharia, if you will. Also, Sharabara. Sharabara, a patron for Make Believe Heroes. Also, our uh, biggest. Um, I don't know. I don't know how. Not fan, but like she live tweeter. going out out of her way to like uh, our live tweeter. Yeah, yeah. She live tweeted every episode, which is awesome. Hopefully, she she's continues awesome. to do so. She and is. she's awesome. And she is also awesome. And thank you for being a patron, Sharia, for uh, for following our crazy show about dragons and dungeons. And we hope that you continue to you stick around. For as long as we can do this. And she was obsessed with Goldeen. 
on the Pokey Cord. Yeah, what's with that? Also, if you want to catch Pokemon with us, yes, you can on our MBH Discord, where we have a Pokemon bot, where we all catch Pokemon and trade and battle and do all that fun stuff. We also make memes and post them. We also talk about make-believe heroes. I've also done that. We also talk about anime. I've done that, too. We also talk about video games. Yeah, I've done that, too. Uh, make believe heroes Patreon. Go to patreon.com and we talk about spoilers. Also, that go to patreon.com slash make believe heroes. And for one dollar a month, you get on that Discord. Yo, you can also do things like play DD with us, Ooh. which we have two sessions lined up to run for patrons to play DD. We're really oh, excited about it. Yeah, I'm ready to play. I know what's gonna happen in one of them, me too, and I'm excited about it. Do I know? No, you no. don't. Event- Eventually, you will hear all of those. But you're going to be excited when you hear it, too. I'm sure I will be. It is going to be special. Anyhow, we want to get on with the D&D. So real quick, let me read you one of our fancy five-star reviews. Really fast. This one comes from Glorb Dwarf. (laughs) Glorb Dwarf? Glorb That sounds like a villain. Glorb. Glorb, G-L-O-R-B, Dwarf. This podcast is so amazing. Five stars. You guys got me... Yeet! (laughs) 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 I'm just thinking about that that stupid meme with the guy deciding which button to push. Yeet! (laughs) It was Hjorg. (laughs) Whether to stay with stealth or yeet the guy out the window. (laughs) There's only one option. You guys got me through a weird time. Thanks. And you're so nice and cool and clean. As a teen who loves fantasy, you guys are the best podcast in the whole universe. Wow. You guys and girl are so epic. No, you're the best in the universe, Gorb Dwarf. If you want to have your five-star review read live on the air, then you can do so. Go to iTunes, Stitcher, wherever five-star reviews are accepted and leave us one. And we will love you and we will read your review. Five now, stars. let's roll a giant blue d20. Blue d20. It's a three. It's a three. Wow. Yay. Yay. Last time on Make Believe Heroes. So the three of you wound up in some base held in the sinking circle. This is the circle that resides between the drowning circle and the quaking circle. It is a swamp-ridden marshland where everything sinks. If you were to go straight down into the marshy, swampy, watery muck, there would be endless castles, buildings, structures, bridges, and people that have sunk into the muck over the eons past. This is where everything comes to disappear. Is Yoda here? Yes. No, it is the Sinking Circle, also known as the Kingdom of Loss. And that's where you are. Oh, man. It's a place where no one wants to go. Hmm. We're lost. Which also makes it the perfect place for a group of stragglers, survivors, to, well, survive, to hide away. To escape whatever is going on in the Nine Hells as the Forsaken Circle washes over the Hells like a wave of destruction. You were brought here by one Illumarijin, an old friend of Satsaris, a mage from his days as a lord of battle in the Burning Circle. It was a tense moment. Vance was trying to decipher what was going on between the husk of Dimvarga and the heart of the Crooked Father and what was chained. And Misk has decided that she wants to try and unite all the peoples of all the hells and 
good luck. And it's a great idea. I didn't say it was a bad idea. I just said good luck. All this going on, trying to figure, you know, settle in. What's what's going to happen? Char is gone. Where is Char? But never forgotten. And how can Saul help get him out if he doesn't even know where he is? If he mm-hmm. can't find him? Guess it doesn't matter. That's a problem. Is Saul trapped here? No, he's not trapped. What's going to happen? We don't know. You all settled into eating, to, to resting, and you were visited by one of the uh, one of the royal devils that happened to be here. One Gridarin of the Whispering Circle, a white-skinned, silver-haired devil. But their discussion was cut short when Saul brought forth the topic of their past betrothal. It would seem that perhaps not everything is as it seems. That or Gridarin is just straight up lying. But he seemed to have no idea what he was talking about. Great. And that is where we begin with Saul and Misk and Vance sitting around the table. Greed RN has wandered off. I don't understand, Misk. How come he doesn't know? Maybe he's forgotten? Doesn't make sense. I don't know. He looks like an airhead to me. A hook? I just got it. It's punny. It's very punny. Okay, cool. It's punny. Airheads. Airheads, hook. Well played. Well played. He's full of hot air for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, you two. If one more person makes an air pun joke, they're going to get stabbed. He doesn't know. So what are we doing? Do we really try to get these people to fight with us? Or do we just talk to Marie about getting surveillance to the astral plane? <sighs> Why getting do you to sigh? the astral plane is... My goal. True. But would it be pointless to try to bring someone back to a world that's going to be destroyed anyway? Hmm. You're saying you're going to help us. You're going to fight that thing. Something needs to be done. Will your sword let you? I don't have to ask permission. I don't sit and beg like it. Seems like you all were doing a few minutes ago. There's no begging here. It sounded a little wimpy. Listen, I'm the only thing that stands between you and these people, so you might just want to stay on my good side. I'm not sure what you mean by that, but I'm sure the sword would love for you to get out of the way so he could devour all of these people and ruin our chances of saving the world you just thought about bringing your friend back to no you're you're misunderstanding he actually has a good point what if we let him kill one of them what if we united them by force no we've tried that before saul in the past we've tried this maybe your memory is a little i don't know fuzzy my memory is a lot of fuzzy these people There's a lot less people here now than there was then, though. And they're all terrified of the chained. No offense, Servants, but you say you fought this beast before, and it's still alive. So you obviously failed. It's not the same as it was before. Maybe we need these people, and maybe there'll be a distraction while we can actually take the final blow. Okay. That's what we're saying. Either way, we need these people. If they're against us, they will rally and kill us. Maybe the Howler could win and kill everyone here. I don't doubt he would put up a fight. But we're not here to kill everyone in the Nine Hills. We're here for your friend. Yeah, but he's not here. 
obviously. So that's not why we're here. If we do not kill the Forsaken and the Chained One, we'll all be not here. We'll be dead. So you think about that. If you kill one person here with the Howler, I don't know if I could protect you, Sir Vance. I don't know if you let him take over you. And, and Saul, you've said the same thing. How do we know Sir Vance could keep the Howler at bay? What if he just kills us all? You let him have one ounce of, okay, do whatever you want. Kill this devil. Let me talk to her. Vance. Uh, I'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll let him. Vance, you kind of reach up and like rub your eye to sort of hide it. But when you pull your hand back, you can all see that his eye has gotten much larger and black and red. Alright, listen, children. I have no desire to rule hells that don't exist. Whatever this thing is, it seems to desire destruction for all. Look at the burning circle. Does that look like something that I want? I don't want a throne surrounded by bones. I want to liberate this place from the corrupt and the powerful have had power too long. The established order of things is broken. I hope to eradicate the established order. So, uh, wow. Hmm, what do you say to that? So, that means you and Servants are gonna help us, but... You make no sense, Howler. In what way? You're all about power and having this and that, but you want to kill all the kings for everyone to rise up so they can just rise up against you when you become king? Like, it doesn't make any sense. I wouldn't expect you to understand, princess. Oh, my gosh. Either way, it's not your choice. It's Sir Vance's. Unless you want to tell me that um, he was wrong and he does have to beg your permission and... What else did you say? A permission for what? Vance, the two of you, specifically you, Princess, continue to try and pretend like there is some conflict between myself and Vance. There is no trickery. There is no conflict. I have been very upfront with the human of exactly what I want. And he agreed. We have an agreement. I didn't tie him in chains and make him agree to it. Isn't that right, Vance? He's not lying. We have a mutually beneficial arrangement. And the first step is that I have to help him reach the astral plane to find his friend. And I have the means to do that, maybe today. And when that's done, let's stop this thing. And then we can kill one another when we're done. And he's is gone. Vance's head kind of snaps back, and he shakes it, and he has receded. Bam. Oof. Seems like the Howler is willing to help. 
Oh, and by the way, Vance, if um, we need to kill a couple devils to sell it all, I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I figured you were. So what do you want to do, Saul, since you're not listening to anything I have to say? I understand where you're coming from, but we are dealing with devils in the Nine Hills. I think somehow we have to unite them, and I don't think getting them together and giving a rousing speech is going to do it. All right. Let's act like we've brought the Howler in as a prisoner. (laughs) More like he's brought you in as prisoners. The Howler would be willing to play the game. If it's we who are his... No, they, they they would not fall under the Howler. They won't go under his lead. No. They all know he has power. If we convince them... His power is, quote-unquote, with us. It may let them know that this isn't a helpless cause. Yeah, but I feel like we can only convince devils by playing into the fact that they believe they are powerful, that they believe that they are kings and rulers. So, if it's that we've brought the howler to assist them, that we are, oh, the burning circle is no more and weak and we feed their egos, perhaps they'll go to battle with us. Perhaps. And then basically it turns into where is the uh, Unchained located? Like how are we going to get a strike at it? Is basically what it boils down to then. Okay. So how do you? How are you going to go about finding that information? Um, we're going to talk to Marie and ask for all the information we can get, and then Saul is going to ask for a magical message um, basically to be given to everybody in the tower. Uh, I, you know, and see if we can convince anybody to join our side, and if anybody does, you know, basically just make it a political move of what all can we do to convince these guys to fight with us. A bunch of bad radio. So how? Uh, so what's your plan now? What's your plan right now? Plan right now is to talk s- to Marie, speak to Marie one more time, and then pass out for the night. Okay. So um, all of you, just you. What's Vance's plan to do? What's he going to do? He heard the Howler say that he could probably do it today. So mm-hmm. he's going to look into that. Okay. What about Misk? I'm just going to go with Saul. Okay. All right, so Vance, um, are you going to go, like, off by yourself? Uh, yeah. Okay, so Vance, you get up from the table and start to wander off. Do either of you say anything to him? You just watch him go. Nah, I don't care. He has the howler. Saul's not worried. So he's gone now from the table. If he was just a human in the hells, Saul would be like, they're going to kill you. But he's not. Okay. Uh, Misk? I intend to talk to Mira. I'm with you. Mira? Marie. Gosh. Marie. Also, is the... Well, I guess I can ask Saul. So you don't want to get everyone together? You're going to send a message? Devils don't go well for getting them together. They're likely to either try to overpower us speaking or try to rouse up people to follow them instead. It's better to play this game in the shadows, one at a time, I think. 
could be wrong. Well, I had armies upon armies who were subjected to you by the will and fire of the plane. Yes, but I always got what I wanted. And are you that same devil? Mm. And in your own kingdom. <laughs> nah. She got it too in other places. It's just these aren't devils of the burning plain. We will do the most evil thing and practice politics. Oh, that's evil. <laughs> politics. That is evil. That's monstrous. As you two are sitting here talking, you notice uh, some more movement and you glance up. Yep. And you you see Joe. another devil standing there. This is a woman. Joe Mama. <laughs> she has like a dark gray skin and she says oh, I heard there were a couple of tieflings isn't that what they call you tieflings I've been called that What's before play, peasant, peasant. Ooh. she chuckles um, I just I'm just wondering what um, you know what a couple of deserters would be doing here tell me your name and maybe I will let you in um no I'm not interested okay then walk away uh, you notice that she has a couple others behind her. They've kind of stepped up as well. <sighs> One of them is obviously just another devil. He is wearing like a thick silver armor. And the other one is uh, some sort of an elemental mix. Creepy. Listen, children. I am Sut Saurus, son of Sarastus of the Burning Circle. Yes. Yeah. I know who you were, Satsaris. But now you seem to be something else. What's with this? Listen. Something off about you specifically. <laughs> Satsaris, we don't have time for this. Any devil should appreciate that I was willing to take different paths. Oh, yes. You took different paths, all right. Playing up on the mortal plane. And uh, from what I hear, it stopped me as soon as I've got it wrong. But Stop. The two of you bailed on your kingdom just in time for, you know, all of this to come crashing down around us. And now suddenly you're here again. And we come back in the nick of time to save you. Miss is going to put her hand on her sword, okay. or her rapier. Mm -hmm. uh, you all notice now that the room's kind of gotten quiet and everybody seems to just be kind of watching your table. And Miss, like... About the time she grabs at her sword, she realizes that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's about time. Uh, listen, we're not here to fight you. We're, we're not, not here, here to, to fight, fight any, any of you. you. And she's going to make her voice projected. Mm -hmm. I guess with a little magic. Right. We're, we're, we're all, all here, here because, because of, of the, the same evil... Forsaken thing. I'm not here to fight you. And yes, we have been to the natural plane. We're back. Just deal with it. And how? I can go on this long story about how we got back and how we were forced to come back. And then we find our father has been taken by this headless beast. And the forsaken circle has rose up against all of us. I'm not here to make you all bend the knee. I'm here to save you all. And she's going to like, she wants to get big. Can she turn into Hulk Misk? So uh, the other girl, <laughs> the other devil turns uh, addressing the crowd as well. Yes, we should all depend on this 
deserter to save us. That's who we need. We need we need this tiefling, this uh, this half breed. I mean, you've you've given it all up. You've given up all your power. You've given up your status. You've given it all away for what? And now you're here to save us. If we would have never went to the natural plane, we probably would have been killed with this forsaken circle uprising or this beast. And now we're back. Better dead than to be a deserter. Says the one who's deserted their own place and fell to the sinking circle. She draws her sword. Both of the ones behind her draw their weapons as well. And people start standing up all over the place. Saul stands up and draws his weapons. This is going to just like be between them and between her and Saul. Choose your words carefully, tiefling. I'm choosing them. I'm choosing them. <laughs> Listen, the Forsaken will destroy all of us eventually. Will it be you that leads us to strike out against the headless beast, or will it be another? You ask, I mean, like you're asked, that's a legitimate question. Yeah, he's asking whoever she is. There is nothing that we can do. Have you seen it? Hmm. Yes. There is no striking back against it. Our spies have returned, she says, turning to the room. It would appear that the Whispering Circle has fallen, and it would appear that the king has knelt. And that leaves what? The Quaking Circle. They hide deep in their castles of earth. The only thing preventing them from kneeling is that the Forsaken has yet to reach them. What's left? We should all just surrender. She puts her sword away. Miss is going to just walk past her and look at the crowd. You guys are kind of like in the middle of it. Oh, okay. Miss is just going to walk away from being in between them, and she's going to address everybody. You, you all say you're, you're defeated. defeated. I've, I've never heard those words come out of a devil's mouth. Honestly, I'm... What would you say, Saul? Sad? They should be ashamed. Yes. I thought devils were fiery beings. You have let the forsaken take your fire. I'm here, yeah, by crazy circumstances. You say we're just helpless and we, we can't do anything. Like, I've never, I just don't even know what to think about that. But, but we, we come, come with, with the Hellburner blade and the human that wields it. You notice some murmurings when you say that? He's, He's on our side. side. We, we have, have this, this, should I even say Saul has God-like? Uh, I don't even know. I should probably not I wouldn't say go that. there. <laughs> <laughs> Bad idea. We've got all Bad kinds idea. of power. <laughs> Paylor is on our side. <laughs> what? <laughs> the room Desert. starts ripping Saul apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we, we do, do not, not see you as helpless devils or elementals or helpless people. You're, You're not, not helpless, helpless to, to me. me. Maybe, Maybe to her. And she gestures at the gray woman. We, we might, might as well stand up for our group. And fight. Why sit here and die and sink in this sinking circle? Why not get our kingdoms back? Uh, roll me a performance check. Ah, <laughs> Nikes. 
This is Dungeons and Dragons. Oh no! Let's just act like it's not. This is the roll of your life. It's a one. Not a good sound. It's a five. It's a five. But you do have a plus ten to performance. Wow, that's a big plus. <laughs> that's fun. Does she have an? She's smart. Does she have advantage? No, she doesn't have advantage. Why not? I'm big. I'm not. I'm like <laughs> the shortest tiefling ever. So that's actually kind of about what I would have expected. The result is, as you look around the room, you see a number of faces that have the same disdain as this agent of the Whispering Circle. The same distaste for a deserter. You can read it on their faces. But you also see a number of faces that look hopeful. And not only do they look hopeful, but they seem perhaps to be hopeful for the first time in... You can tell that it's the first time they've experienced anything akin to hope in a long, long time. Servance. Yeah. You go wandering down the halls. Uh, You're looking for... What? Are you looking for Marie? I thought the Howler said something about knowing how to get there. So you're talking to him? Yeah. There are some things we're going to need, Vance. The book has them all. You need to find this mage. She should be able to supply us with everything we need to perform this ritual. Okay, so I go looking for her. So you are wondering, and you uh, go looking, you know, again through the area that seems to have been created by the, the devils of the burning circle. And after uh, some time, you know, you, you get some dirty looks, but um, no one in this area, at least, seems to be willing to engage you, possibly at her instruction, you know. Uh, and then eventually you do find her. You happen to walk by and a door is open. And looking inside, you see her standing at a desk uh, looking through a number of scrolls. Illumarijin. She turns, kind of startled, and sees you standing there. Ah, human. It was Vance, correct? Yes. I have some things that I need to obtain. Is that so? Yeah. Well, you may have noticed that we are somewhat sequestered from the Nine Hells. So our stores do seem to be somewhat limited. But what is it that you need? I tell her what I need. You have the book. I'll open the book. You show her the the uh, the page that Howler has told you is key. Yes. She says, what is this? Is this from the library in the castle of King Serastus? Maybe. Let me see. Ah, yes, I think I remember this one. And she kind of looks at the page that you gave her. Are you trying to reach the astral plane? Yes. Why? Does it matter? If you want my help, then yes, it does matter. I am trying to reach someone. Ah, trying to bring someone back from the dead, (laughs) are you? Well, yes. You're taking the long way around. Long way around? I thought there were resurrection spells for things like this. Uh, yeah, there are. And you just thought you'd make a trip out of it? (laughs) I already tried the other way. Ah. So your soul that you're searching for, it, um, can't be found? 
wouldn't answer. Something like that. Perhaps he's in the hills. I don't, I don't think so. Regardless, you do know that if a spirit, a soul, has moved on to the astral plane and does not answer the call for resurrection, then it does not want to return. I'm not so sure about that. Oh? And why is that? What makes you an expert on this matter? What makes you an expert on this matter? Admittedly, all of my expertise comes from reading and study. Of course, I have dedicated centuries to study. But you're right, I don't have any personal experience. If you're just wanting to open a gate to the astral plane, I can do that for you. Told you. We'll do it. What's in it for me, human? Don't deign to just order me around. If I wanted, I could also squish your head with my hand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you might think that, but it might be a little harder than you think. Think? Oh, I don't think it would. You're so soft. And she kind of runs a hand down your chin. Stay away from my woman. <laughs> I still saw's woman. This flesh is not displeasing to my eyes. Oh, more shipping. <laughs> what can a human offer a devil of the burning circle? Tell me why I shouldn't just kill you. Satsara says he's beholden to you. Blood contracts. I've never dealt with them much myself, but I'm sure I could figure a way to break it. Perhaps killing you would do that. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. We tried that. <sighs> but it doesn't seem like you really need anything other than to be freed from the chains. You speak of the forsaken again. I'm not saying that I can just make it all disappear, but I am saying I'd be willing to help. And what could a simple human do to help when the armies of the hells have fallen to these beasts? I show her the Hellburner blade. You draw the hilt of the Hellburner and it forms from that black, inky, venomous substance again into this hellish blade. And the room is filled with the deep laughter of the howler. <laughs> Roll me an intimidation check with advantage. No, no. With advantage, it is a 15. Do I look like a mere human to you? She like stumbles back, knocking over some of the scrolls and things on her desk. And, uh, that, like I said, that laughter fills the room. <laughs> and after a moment, it subsides. You're still holding the sword. And she says, Is that the hell, Burner Blade? Yes. And was that the Howler speaking? Yes, it was. What have you done? <laughs> what have I done? I don't know what I've done, really. Your plan is to fight m one monster with another. Sounds like a plan to me. I will open this gate for you. Human, hopefully you will find what you're looking for. And perhaps, once you have, you should leave. We'll see. 
She turns, she takes the book, she lays it out. She picks up a bowl, like a sensor bowl, silvery looking, well, it's black, but it's like chrome on the inside. She gathers a number of things and she says, really, it's quite simple from here to open this sort of a door. Of course, we have no reason to ever do so. Why would we ever do so? But I will open it for you. I will warn you, mortals cannot remain in the astral plane for very long. It will destroy you or drive you mad. I suggest you simply step through. Think of the one you're trying to find. What is this, a friend, a lover? A friend. So think on that. A friend. And hopefully this door will take you to him or her. She lights the contents of the bowl of flame. She takes her hand and she draws a number of glyphs that glow with a white light. They don't look like infernal. And then uh, after a few moments, you see a gateway open. It is like a bright white triangular door. You are immediately reminded of the same sort of door that was opened into the grove by Elevonre with that knife that he had. Mm-hmm. Good luck, human. This door will stay open until you return through it. Don't wander far or you will be lost. What you do? I go through. You step through the door. You step through the door. It's a blinding white light and you feel odd. You immediately feel like you're floating, like your feet have no purchase. And then you feel like you're falling, but then it feels like it's, it's not fast. It's like you're falling slowly. And then you do feel as your feet land on a soft floor. And what does it look like? What does it look like? Yeah. Think. What is, think of a, one of Vance's best memories. You should have told me this ahead of time. <laughs> I, I apologize. Uh, let me help you. Let me uh, let me help you. Could be something. Would would Vance's some of Vance's like most enjoyable times have been like back at home in Branshire? Would it have been back in the army? When would you say Vance was at his happiest in his life? Probably before the army. Okay. Like growing up with Guy and Pauline and such you look around and you are in the off the wall mansion you're in this uh it's like a den it's a fireplace you see the chair that james always used to sit in and read and uh you are immediately like taken aback with the nostalgia of it you hear something and you turn and you see what looks like some small kids run past and run into the room next door giggling and playing you follow them yeah. You follow them into the next room and you see them wielding like wooden swords, sword fighting. One is a young, probably 10, 11 year old Vance. One is a 10, 11 year old guy. Vance whacks guy across the head with his sword pretty easily and guy drops it and starts crying. And then Pauline comes up with her hands on her hips and is like yelling at, at kid Vance. And uh, you're kind of watching this and I imagine somewhat overcome with emotion. 
a number of emotions. Yeah. Then the moment that you begin to feel it, you know, they, they, they all sort of stop and they look up at you. And then they turn wispy and fade. And the room around you turns wispy and fades. And it reforms into a campfire. And you immediately recognize yourself. You're in Fallen Grove. In fact, this looks uh, like you kind of look around and, and you sort of remember, maybe not exactly where it was, but it seems like somewhere on the path between when you guys left Grenuncle and Elamir's house uh, before you got to the river and had to cross, before you met Saluan. There is a, uh, a lemur <laughs> on a spit <laughs> suspended over the campfire. It's the Bumafu. Sitting across from the campfire is someone that you know. Someone that you will never forget. Sir, Servance? Servance, is that you? I kill him. And that's where we're going to end this episode. <laughs> what? You should be in hell. <laughs> oh my gosh. As soon as you said you sue someone that you know, I was like, oh no, it's Loric. I'm freaking out right now. How do you kill someone in, in the astral plane, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hate to just, I really hate to drop it on such a cliffhanger, but here we are. <laughs>